You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel San Angelo and Trey Harris. Where the hell did you get this? Hey, Harry's used cars, man. We traded in the Nova. Even swap. Why? Get out of here. How much extra did you pay for this? It's an even swap. For certain considerations. Looky here. Oh. Styles. Hey, surf's up? Yeah, yeah. Surf is definitely up. Well, let's go pick up Lewis, okay? What? Styles, come on. What is it with Lewis? He's avoiding me, right? Scary. Look, man, we got some fine new wheels, we got some good tunes, and a total disregard for public safety. <laughs> Just like us at 80s right, okay, Revisited, because so we're back after a tiny little delay, but we're back like we promised, talking about typical teenage boy problems. I mean, we're all men here. We've all went through similar things, like uh, Scott here did, you know, talking about Teen Wolf, growing hair in unusual places. Developing animalistic tendencies towards women. As we all do. You know? Clawing women's backs in closets, leaving bloody marks and tattered clothing. Growing fangs and roaming the night looking for... Anyway. She didn't disapprove that yeah. much about that. Though. Too much. <laughs> you think you'd feel it. There are claws. You know, it's not just There's a scratch. Three there are claws that are ripping your skin and blouse. I think you could feel it. Yes, of course. Teen Wolf, the first of our two movies that we're doing today that share several things in common, the most important of which is an actor named Mark Holton, but more on that in a second. <laughs> uh, Teen Wolf was released August 23rd, 1985, IMDb 5.9, Rotten Tomatoes 47% critics, however 53% audience, so most people liked it out of 100. Mm-hmm. Not by a big margin, but nonetheless. Uh, couldn't find any exact budget on this, but uh, word on the street is that it was pretty tiny. Uh, however, it opened at 6.1, domestically ended up with 33, so I'm pretty sure it. it's safe to say that it yeah. made its money back, since uh, the obvious only big expense on this movie, aside from Michael J. Fox's paycheck, was probably the wolf makeup, mm-hmm. I'd say. So, uh, let's see. Cast and crew directed by Rob da- Rod, Rod Daniel. Uh, he also did K-9, Beethoven 2nd, and Home Alone 4, <laughs> so he kind of has a thing for furry stuff, with the exception of Home Alone 4. Uh Let's see. Oh, written written by Jeff Loeb. No, I like Jeff Loeb for a variety of reasons. A, he also wrote Commando, but he also was a very prolific comic book writer. Uh, some of his stuff includes uh, Batman: The Long Halloween, <laughs> which was an exceptional. There's a picture here that it kind of no, it kind of looks like he's uh, enjoying somebody's enjoying his oh, wow. his bottom <laughs> his bottom. Google Teen Wolf, and there's a picture. And based on Daniel's description, I'm pretty sure you can guess which one it is. Looks well, like it could be is, that one, too. Looks like, yeah, he is receiving some uh, enjoyment. <laughs> Perhaps from uh, Boof yeah. or whatever the blonde chick's name was. But uh, anyway, yeah, Jeff Loeb, uh, big comic book writer. It uh, was also co-written by Matt Wiseman, who also did Teen Wolf 2, T-O-O, get that clever bit of sequelitis, and also Commando. So they obviously worked together on some screenplays. Of course, starring 80s revisited alumni Michael J. Fox as Scott, of course, from Back to the Future trilogy, uh, Family Ties, where he got his big break, uh, Secret of My Success, and a whole bunch of other movies back in the day. Uh, James Hampton played Howard, which was his dad, and that's this movie is pretty much all he ever did. Nope. 
What else did he do? The I'm like as soon as I saw him, I was like, I know him. He played in Sling Blade. Ah, he's the guy that kind of helps uh, Carl get out of his. You know what? Get out of the when I clicked when I clicked on his name, nothing came up under his name except his picture. <laughs> On my oh, when really? I was when I was researching, so like I literally yeah. didn't realize he was anything else. So that, my bad. Yeah, that, that's what I, I think is Jerry You're still acting. Yeah, today. Jerry. That's funny because you know on my sheet everybody have all, have all these things everybody else played in, but him had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my internet failed me. Curse you, Chrome. Uh, he's in Full House too. Whoa, where were you on that one, Daniel? <laughs> Give me a couple. No. Of... Oh wait, pump up the volume with uh, what's his name? Was it? Uh, he did a Phoenix, lot. Uh, he did a lot Slater? of a few little uh, look. look Police little Academy comedies. Five. How did I not recognize him from that? I don't remember him on that. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Isn't a Teen Wolf TV series? Yeah, so my mistake, uh, James Hampton, you've been in more than just Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. IMDb's trying to screw you over on the web, bro. That's all I'm saying. It's not showing it when it needs to show it. Looks like you did like one episode in a bunch of shows that you would know. Yeah. But like uh, uh, Dukes, of Dukes of Hazard. Hazard, yeah. Oh, he was in the cat more, from outer space. You got more oh, of course. comedies when you go up. The Rockford Files. Yeah, plenty of stuff. Oh, he's in the original Longest Yard. Yeah, as somebody. So yeah, he's been in more than that. Mannix. Yeah. Uh, Susan Ursitidi or Edie or City was Boof. She uh, pretty much was uh, had a career in '80s television. Charles in Charge, Twenty One Jump Street. What? Nothing too big. That was a theme song that I liked. Which one? Charles in Charge. How'd it go? Charles in Charge. Oh, like a little of soft rock tune. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm partial to the greatest Charles American hero. Charles. Let's let's hear a refresher. In a second, but it's until it pops up. It's not bad. I liked it. But there's an advertisement, so i got to talk for another 34 there. seconds before we can no, hear this thing. No, but, uh, one more second. Also starring Jerry Levine as Styles. He was also born on the 4th of July, and he had a recurring role in Monk. I didn't care for Styles in this movie. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Go ahead. A little bit. Go. He seemed... He he was forced to act cool. Like, he, it seems too forced to me. Like, yeah. uh, what's the... I should know his name. In um, Breakfast Club, what's the bad? Judd Nelson. I I loved him in that movie because it looked like that was him. Yeah, <laughs> like he was a like a punk. Like yeah. You believe that that's how he was acting exactly. in school. I just didn't care. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you gonna jam out? Oh, nice Cobra T-shirt, bro. Oh, Mr. Wizard, the younger years. Do you normally do your hair with your shirt off with young boys in the room, Charles? That's right. What's oh, oh whoa, whoa? What's whoa. happening here? Oh, hello, Aranya. <laughs> Runyon, Runyon, Raggy. Oh, that guy just looks like a douche. Oh yeah, I'm sure he plays. He's like douche. a poor man's house at home. Charles in charge, kind of. I mean, he looks sort of like like he could be Ralph Macchio's brother. Yeah. At least back mm. in the day. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of that show. To be perfectly honest, I've never watched a full one. I just remember the theme song. But I'd like to see more of Miss Runyon. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, and then of course the star of these these two sh- uh, latest <laughs> episodes, Mark Holton was chubby. Of it course, was he was busy. also in Leprechaun and A League of Their Own, but most importantly, he was in next week movie. Next week's movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Plays Francis. I don't know. No, Francis. I don't, I know do last I don't want to do but... too loud and break the mic. But uh, <laughs> I know you are. But I'm... what am I? That's the main Pee Wee. <laughs> I know you are. But uh, I've had. You know what? We are probably the only podcast. We're probably the only anything in the world that's ever done a special on Mark Holton. This is for you, Mark. <laughs> oh, I got I got to give a little shout out to Doug Savant. Who's that? He plays Brad in this in Teen Wolf. I don't really remember him in the movie, but uh, he was in Melrose Place, the original the, or the the original one. Yeah, he actually played one of the, a gay guy. 
he's one of the first, not the first, but, you know, there was like a little steamy scene with him before. But anyway, he is known, like I remember him from the horrible Godzilla movie in 96. Oh, really? He was the guy that goes, Sergeant O'Neill. We need bigger guns. <laughs> it was him. So I had to, I had to give him a little bit of shout out right there. Well, I'm glad to say I don't <laughs> recognize him from anything. But, you know, I mean, you, we you, the wolf guns. steals your high school sweetheart. You obviously are going to go gay. <laughs> you know, so he's gay. And he leaves and goes to Melrose right? Place. That no, that, that's not the villain in... That's not the villain in Teen Wolf, though. Oh, I don't know. Who was he then? I don't know. It wasn't... I know it's not the villain. Oh, so it wasn't Brad? Or uh, Can you go back to Teen We're going to clarify this right now, ladies and gentlemen. What was the name of the guy? It's... Uh, he's Brad right there. Mick is the bad one, right? Yep, that yeah, yeah. mix the the main bad one. Yeah. So never mind. <laughs> the wolf steals your girlfriend. You don't go gay. You just you just don't gosh. star in many things after that. Gotcha. You fight Godzilla. That's about it. Yeah. Who was he though? Because he looks for me. I guess he was one of the other players on the basketball team or something. I, I, I think so. He must have been. Unless he was the one that they were talking about in the beginning part of this. Uh, oh, podcast. Uh, Lew- no, he wasn't Lewis. Yeah, that was Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Well, shit. Fuck it. <laughs> Have you seen Teen Wolf before, Daniel? Yes. How many times? About twice. Okay, so you're aware, you're aware of it. You've seen it. You had an opinion going into it. When was the last time you saw it before you watched it for the pot on the uh, for the podcast? Probably about two years ago. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's still kind of fresh. Yeah. So, what'd you think? It's okay. Uh, I didn't. I don't. I guess I'm not gonna watch it every time it goes on TV yeah. or anything. But I wasn't either. Not a bad movie. Kind of enjoyable. Uh, just just a. There's a certain fact. How the hell did Chubby get on the team? No joke. You wonder who, who he did. He have something on the coach that well, I think it's his weight because you know, uh, remember the hoops came for NES. They had the one big fat black dude, and he was uh-huh. fat. And but his whole purpose was he could he could post up in the paint. <laughs> but and just they got that that moment where he's uh, shooting free throws, I believe, and he's so excited. The whole team is so excited about him making one free throw. So you kind of wonder, like, was he that guy that? <laughs> That had something on the coach. Okay, I'm a like I'm a you know you're gonna make the team. I'm not gonna play you very often. And then injuries decimated the team, and so he was into the starter position and ended up working out. I mean, he's a cool guy too. Like uh, he's at the party. Yeah, know, I mean everybody likes he fits him. In. I think it's more so that if you look at the bleachers during the games, there's like 20 people there. I don't think this is a big school. Yeah, they needed true. they needed six guys. Yeah. You know, one or he he may have thought he could get the ladies. So it's like uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You tried out, but we got just enough for the team. You're on the team. And then injuries hurt, so he was thrusted into the role of starter. Yeah. That's how it usually works. Yeah. Okay, well. Well, yeah, so you liked it. Give yeah, it a thumbs I up. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I like, like, James Hanson. That, 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 mean, that scene was funny to me when he finds out his dad was a wolf as well. Mm-hmm. That scene was cool. The, uh, well, it's all a metaphor for puberty. <laughs> whenever you... Watch the first time that uh, Styles goes surfing. They pass up the same Jack in the Box like four times. They're <laughs> just making the block. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm guessing they had more than one camera. Yeah, that was following them from the different angles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can see Jack in the Box the go by a few times. <laughs> or hey, back in the funny. '80s, you know, there was one on every corner, and then you know, McDonald's Revolution. <laughs> you know, Jack now, in the Box. Gets... Even on this one, on this video that we watched earlier. Um, he does that same little getting up onto a handstand three times in a row. Like it yeah. <laughs> they, they definitely wanted to extend those scenes. <laughs> well, the movie, I, I think it comes in like at 80-something minutes. Like it's not even, you know, it's not even a oh, full hour and no. a half. It's kind of short. 
So they're just throwing. Oh, it's the flips. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Flips. The flips. Yeah. Notice how they don't show the full roof of the van where they show the handholds that the, <laughs> the gymnast is standing on. You can kind of see them, the little bumps. Yeah. <laughs> maintain it. Maintain. Imagine that's a good thing to say if you were a stuntman. Hey, you remember Teen Wolf when he's riding? That was me. Yeah, that would yeah. be somebody that's memorable. Not the guy that You're, like jumped off the building on blah blah blah. You know. And like honestly, if somebody come, I mean, there's so many like I love I love this movie. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it's so. It's really 80s. Yeah. And like, but it's also like fake, it's like stereotypical fake 80s, if that makes any sense. Like, hey, yo, get the beer, you know? I just want to buy the beer. Get out of here, kid. And, you know, I mean, it's just so like, and he gives him a keg because his eyes glow red. Like, I'd be like, get out of my, you know, I'd pull a gun and be like, get the fuck out of here, demon. Blow your head off. I'm not giving you beer. And then, you know, uh, like, you know, they're sitting there driving around doing the surfing thing, which, is illegal. And then Styles yeah. is throwing cans out of the window, which yeah. litters the front of his dad's shop. And his dad's <laughs> just like, yeah, you know. I mean, come on now. It's just, it's it's great, but it's so funny. And yeah. honestly, the, I think the most brilliant thing about this movie is, the, or the way that it's done to me, like this could have been like a two-parter on Say by the Bell. <laughs> like the new kid comes and he's the wolf and Zach's all like, oh. It is. And Kelly's that's like the, that's the first episode with Slater. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> that's all. That's what you know. It's a retelling of that, except instead of a wolf, he's a curly-haired Hispanic well, that can dance get, and play sports. Get, we could get into like a seven-hour podcast on Say by the Bell. I mean, there's <laughs> Maybe so that'll many, be one of the episodes in the future. So many things with that. Of course, that was '90s so mostly. Well, it started in '89. Well, good morning, oh, okay, Miss Bliss. Counts. So we yeah. could just say, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> if it starts in the '80s, it counts. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is honestly, thats I think that's one reason why I like this movie so much. I still find it enjoyable because it reminds me of that sort of like fake innocence. Mm-hmm. Everything's great in the world. Your biggest problem is that you're a wolf and this girl doesn't like you and she likes you when you're the wolf. And you learn how shallow the head cheerleaders are. And But then you kind of wonder, like, what was her name, Boof? Yeah. It looked like she was going to, it wouldn't take long would be a way to put it if you, if like he was just going after a piece. Yeah. <laughs> she was willing Mm-hmm. It might take a little bit of you know a few dates or something, but I mean she was cute. She, she wasn't like she wasn't ugly. Bad looking, you know, yeah. she, it's like you know Ali she at the end of the Breakfast Club. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, gro- I mean she's just a couple gro- of yeah, maybe get a her shade a of lipstick away from cute. Yeah. Look, there was a picture somewhere. She looks like a better, a younger, better looking uh, Adrian. Oh yeah, uh, what's her <laughs> from name? Rocky. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to think of her stupid name. Not her name, stupid. But <laughs> she's related. She got that job because she was related to Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, really? Like her, she's his cousin or something. Mm. So, oh, what's her stupid name? I was trying to be awesome, pull it out of the thin air. I can see her face, but I can't think of it. Anyway, hey, no, don't tell you Shire. Okay, bam, <laughs> gotcha. I was gonna give you the initials. Yeah, Adrian didn't know up, so well, good thing she was dead in the, in the latest one, so I didn't have to kiss that, you know. Ugh, yikes. Yeah, yeah she's. She was cute back in the day. She was okay back in the day. She was cute, like, you know, in, in the first Rocky, she had, like, all the little yeah, beaky, yeah. you know, like, I'm nerdy and stuff, and I like birds. <laughs> and then in the end, she's all made up. She looks a little pretty. In the other Rocky, she's, you know, older. Did you see In Denim? Better. In Denim by the uh, Sports Center? Yeah, some weird bird, bird shop. Buy you a bird. Buy you a bird. Yeah. I mean, are birds that popular again? <laughs> no, it's going to fail. Uh, yeah, probably, like, is. every other every business other that's in that location. Her, yeah. That's an inside... DS joke for y'all people who aren't from the DS, the D Springs. <laughs> no, we're talking about yo. There's a. It's like the. Um, shit. It's the shit. Oh, it's before poppies, everything at that location failed. Yeah, yeah. 
and then now it's like expanding and and poppy's last time i went there was really damn good it's still it, it made me happy which poppy is make you happy the poppy's on a, a range. range avenue you remember it used to be fernando's and then it was golden corral then it was lanyard right, everything right, filled right. there until except poppy's. i don't like poppy's i'm not a big fan of it until the last time i ate there i had some I like how we're getting into food i had some uh cheese this enchiladas is, it's, food a fajita, it's a fajita place by the way people fajita factory yeah, but they had enchiladas there yeah, uh, yeah they have other stuff and it was good tasted good cool anyway back team Yelp wolf <laughs> but uh this is one of those movies of course i grew up on and one, uh, also one th- i was talking about like the 80s-ness of this movie just the poster you know mm-hmm. the vhs cover you know you don't see like movie posters now are so obtuse or just blatant like Superman or not. Well, that's a bad example because it was kind of cool. <laughs> Superman, you know, whatever. <laughs> we said. <it. laughs> well, you know, the eighties have the like you know uh, uh, painted art. Excuse, let me rephrase that. It's not like a just real. You know, it's not floating heads and then the name of it. It's always like some painting of some awkward thing for, that's going to happen in the movie. Yeah, which I, I love that. I don't know why. It's just a, probably because everything back in the day was that on a VHS cover. I'm, also, I'm sure since both of y'all are fantastic looking, better looking than me, did y'all ever have I that situation that. arise? Because about... that wouldn't have took me very long. No shit. <laughs> the uh, behind Wait, the scenes in the playroom or when he's doing right the play. There. Did y'all ever have that opportunity? <laughs> I wasn't I in the sure drama didn't. club. <laughs> I didn't have it no. in high school. Like she's basically, hey. Uh, not, not in high school. Well, no. well of course... <laughs> You know, also, none of us were wolves in yeah. high school. Werewolves in high school. I mean, God and, dang. And, oh, by the way, Teen Wolf, the movie, I mean, that goes is for everything. so much better than Twilight. <laughs> Still a better love story than Twilight. Original Teen Wolf. Oh, and I love how the dad's wolf. He looks like Gildor from Masters of the Universe. <laughs> like, he's, he doesn't, he looks like an old Ewok. He doesn't even look like a wolf. Or he looks like something out of Labyrinth. He's just, he's like a, he's like an odd little wolf. Old wolf. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, but anyway. Mm. But I love this movie. It was great. Uh, it's a little piece of the 80s, though. It's, you know, it, hold, it, it holds up on one hand because it's still enjoyable, but then there's a lot of sloppiness in the filmmaking, like bad cuts or you know, st- like stuff like that to where it, it dates itself more so from the production, more so than anything, I would say. Uh, but nevertheless, it's still good for a laugh, and I, I don't mind watching it. Unlike the sequel... With Jason Bateman, where he's the cousin. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> so, yeah, skip it. The makeup looks like the caveman show on it ABC. It does. <laughs> Very similar. It's just a little less on the cheeks. It just comes yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. That's the, That's pretty go. much the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> Not much difference there. Yeah. Well, you got you to gotta recognize that it's Michael J. Fox. It looks yeah, like yeah. they did more makeup in his... The transformation that you see of them. Yeah, and then everything else was a little this, simpler. Yeah, and now it looks like basically Michael J. Fox with some hair. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> when much. you see the right at the when he's first transformed, when you see it, it looks like, yeah, they plastered some makeup on him. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of the kids' version of American Werewolf in Paris. I mean, not Paris. Was it London? London. Yeah, not the 90s one. But yeah. Uh, to me, I, uh, IMDb was a 5.9. Rotten Tomatoes was 47, 53% audience. I was kind of shocked because, you know, there, this this movie's obviously enough in pop culture to where it's, re- you know, there's an updated TV series on MTV. It spawned a sequel. Which to me, I was kind of shocked. I mean, it's definitely a classic, uh, you know, but I was definitely didn't expect the, like, the general consensus of the original to be so. I'm not watching you know, low. that right now because of that picture where he has his jacket. They don't or, have any hair. 
or his shirt. <laughs> you see how his shirt's off, but he has nothing under it. I mean, his jacket's right here. It's like his jacket's undone, but he's not wearing a shirt under it. That's because he wolfed out. <laughs> That's him as a wolf. He looks like a normal person. Wow. <laughs> All right. So he's basically <laughs> no, a vampire, but oh, no, he's no. actually a werewolf. Yeah, a werewolf with no hair. So he's a vampire. Oh, wait, here's one, maybe. Oh, so his ears grow a little bit? What do they call yeah, that when, side you, when you have trouble? Alopecia or something like that? Is he a werewolf with a... <laughs> a werewolf with mange? A bald it's... werewolf? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he grows sideburns. That's about it. Wow. All right. Way to go, MTV. <laughs> uh, anyway. Save on makeup costs. <laughs> I mean, that looks like Buffy quality. Better than Buffy, actually. Well, this that ma- shot. That I mean, looks like that... Wolverine got bit by a vampire. Or a werewolf. Yeah. That looks also just maybe a CG CG for a promotion or something like. Yeah, they cleaned it up or something. Like just a poster, even or something. Who knows? Yeah, this is how it's going to look in the show. By yeah, the way, you know, all, bro. Jesse, did you see the uh, video? You listen to any mainstream music? Like current? occasionally. Did you ever hear that song Pompeii? I've Bob Bastille. No, I haven't heard. Okay, it's, I like the song. It's a good song. Um, at the end of the video he turns and he looks at you and he has um no eyes but it looks like the special effect you did for the dude on <laughs> for gambit <laughs> yeah but it, it's because you could tell like he's moving a little bit but it looked like whoever did that forgot to move the black a little bit oh right just the slightest bit to me but i could tell I was like yeah i was like I, I unless, I you know he mind. wasn't standing still exactly yeah <laughs> i thought of you when i saw that whoa you have to track it just right, <laughs> yeah. like by decimal points and mm-hmm. stuff. So now you see past the illusion. Oh. Yeah. You see the real world. So we're talking about Change the World that recently played at New Orleans Comic Con. Definitely. X-Men More on that next week. Future Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But yeah, uh, some, a little behind the scenes. So this is really cool, I thought. Uh, Scott Howard's house in this film is on the same block as 1955 George McFly and 1955 mm-hmm. Lorraine's uh, house from Back to the Future. Uh, the Howard house in Teen Wolf is the same house as Marty's mother's house uh, in the 1955 uh, time frame of the original Back to the Future. So Marty McFly, in a different dimension, is a werewolf living in the same house as his wife did grew up in. <laughs> Mind fuck. Why is that the second picture that comes up? Because... I like it. This is well-endowed chicken, a green bikini, or maybe it's just bra and panties, but talking to her old mother or something. Called House Mother the Rumpus. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not going to complain, but uh, uh, Scott has played with Michael J. Fox, or uh, and Michael J. Fox at the time of this film was 23. Styles, uh, Jerry Levine, was 27. Uh, Mark Holton as Chubby was 26, and Mick... Uh, uh, Mark Arnold was 27. So all these dudes have been out of high school for like 10 years. Just like and they're Greece. all playing high school. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like, these guys look a little old for these roles, but as you can see, then they, none of them would have a problem buying beer. So yeah. I don't even know why that was in the movie. They all, they all, are, all are obviously over the age, yet they still get carded. And this is the 80s too, so, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, now this is, I think we touched on this last week, or last time. Uh, at the end of the movie... He sinks a shot. They're celebrating in the crowd, and then you see one of the extras get up and zip, you know, their flies open and quickly zip it up and everything. Uh, here's some more info on that. It's uh, when you watch the uh, where is it? The unmatted full frame version of the film. It's actually a girl. 
So it's not a dude with his dick hanging out. And it's like a lot of the internet stuff says, like, oh, watch the dude who's cost masturbating and Teen Wolf at the end of the credits. It's a ch- And actually, look at that shot right there. You can see the boobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously a woman. So she got a little bored on set while they're waiting. And she had a jacket or something over her. So, you know, she was just having a good time yeah. waiting. You know, because you, you know it is extra work. I mean, you can well, be she, sitting there for six, eight Michael hours. Michael J. Fox, and she was like... Oh, oh. an 80s Michael J. Fox, too. You know, before the Parkinson's and everything. Whenever so I, just like, yeah, yeah, Marty. Yeah. yeah. Whenever uh, I did the extra treat for... Treat me like uh, your mother. For Ray. <laughs> I was there for 13 hours. Yeah. To yeah. do one scene. And isn't your hand sometimes. in the final film? Huh? Don't we get to see your hand in the final film? You get to see me clapping. Oh. <laughs> wow. I thought it was just your yeah. hand or something. Uh-uh. Were you, didn't you open something for him? Was that Michael? No, I opened the gate for him, but you don't see that. You just see a shot like that looks at everybody clapping. Uh, ah, yeah. I see. Uh, and since this movie was released after Back to the Future, uh, which came out earlier in 1985, um, this, uh, hold on, I lost my place. My typing here was too damn small. Uh <laughs> Back to the Teen Wolf in Brazil was called Garoto de Futuro, the boy from the future. Even though it has nothing to do with time travel, it was simply meant to cash in on people who like Back to the Future, but wow. in Brazil. So, if you're Brazilian and, and you were in Brazil at this time and you were totally amazed by this, but it's odd because it could actually make a little sense. Maybe at the end of Back to the Future, one when they go to the future, he wakes up in his wife, his mom's house. But he's a wolf in a different life. They went to a different dimension. Yeah. In a way, it could work. All you need is Doc Brown showing up at the end of the basketball game and go, Marty, what happened? I got to fix it. Then he fixes it. Make a super cut. Yeah, exactly. And ties it all in together. Be great. Now, this was pretty funny because, you know, I know some dudes changed actually changed his name to Optimus Prime. Some dude in the military was a, was a big inter, uh, news thing. Like, oh, this guy changed his name legally to Optimus Prime. Uh, but uh, this kind of ties in to the sports uh, aspect of the show. But Tampa Bay Buccaneer defensive end Greg White officially changed his name to Styles G. White on oh, December fifth, nineteen uh, two thousand eight. The inspiration for the name came from Jerry Levine's character Styles in the very movie we're talking about now. This dude loved this guy uh, Styles character so much that he changed his name to be him. Now, well, I'm sure you know Styles is a dork. I mean, I don't know why he's popular. You know, he's he's the life of the party. I don't like Styles. Yet he's hanging out with the losers. You know, he's not hanging out with the popular people in the film. At least he's hanging out with you know Scott and. What Lewis, you know, like the uncool people until Scott becomes a wolf. And then but before that, Styles is still like excuse me, everybody knows him, like, whoa, he's like doing all this shit at the party, you emceeing the party and all this stuff, bringing the beer, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but I mean but honestly, in the plethora of movies in the world and the amazing characters there are, this dude picks styles out of every character. On top of your head, who would you change your name to? You had to change your name to a movie character. Go. Mad Morgan. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Asshole. <laughs> I picked Jaws. That's what you took Mad Morgan. Why, well, why not Han? Here, here comes jo- Han Harris. Yeah. No. That's I awesome. I don't like names that start. That Jaws People whose names start and end with the same, or first and last name start with the same letter. Everybody's going to be like, the, like the Bond villain. No. That's <laughs> no. awesome. Fucking shark. Fucking shark. Duh. Jaws Harris. That sounds like you you're you got a big chin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that was your nickname, you know. Okay, well, how about 
Uh, He-Man hair. Oh, no, it's an H again. <laughs> it's alliteration. All the cool characters, characters start with H. Han. Han. <laughs> Sorry, He-Man. <laughs> He-Man. Harry from Harry and the Andersons. You know, I'm screwed out of so you, many you, great you characters. Say, yeah, I was about to say, you screwed. Darth. Because I like the name Harrison. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, we should name our son Harrison. I'm like, no. Can't have Harrison Harris. No, yeah. no I don't like He's that. He's his own law firm. <laughs> Harrison Harris. <laughs> law firm. <laughs> He's, my son's a schizophrenic. Okay, this, like... this idea is copyrighted. Jesse, we need to do a movie. Harrison Harris. He's a lawyer who's schizophrenic and has a multiple personality and he's two different lawyers. Oh. He worked at the same firm, so when he goes to the courtroom, you don't know, you don't know which one he's going to be. He, he could actually be, changes he could be his the, look. Yeah, like he might well. be a little scruff or his hair, he like does his hair different. Like, wait a second, I'm Jack G. Like, but eventually, and like it builds up to but where two different people hire him for the same case. So in the courtroom, he's like, Your Honor, this is blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, Oh no, son of a bitch. Keep going. Okay, I just didn't know if it stopped and we're not getting any of this. Okay. Oh, thank the maker. Man, because we we're having a good one. But it builds up to the point no, where he's no, representing no, 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 no. a defendant and a plaintiff in the but, same case. But the thing is, is okay. It's it, we'll call it spoiler alert, like the prestige. The fact that his name is Harrison Harris, but whenever you say it quickly, it sounds like it's Harris and Harris. Exactly. That's why it's a lawyer name. So it's, it's a law firm. No, no, no. But two people. Yeah, and he could play off of that, and uh-huh. you got something here. I mean, it's like we liar, got liar, liar, liar meets me, myself, and Irene. It's genius. Get Carrie in on this. Get his people on the phone. Bam. Pilot. Done. Drop the mic. But it's attached to the wall. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah. Lower, lower it to the ground. Push it down. Oh, that's right. I forgot to turn on the webcam. Oh, well. Oh, well. oh we're fine. Nobody's <laughs> yeah, watching so. anyway. Jess, if you had to name yourself after a movie character. I didn't think about this. I don't know. Who's your favorite movie character? Or just what's one of your favorite characters? Just off the top of your head. More like the first one you think of. I don't want Bond. To. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you suck at this game. <laughs> I'm too busy producing. Thinking I think about just volume levels and stuff. I think stuff. it's just because Daniel picked the best one possible <laughs> before either of us answered. I'll be Willow. <laughs> yeah, we do get some big volume. That's yeah. probably I was getting excited for the Harrison Harris, so it spiked the... That's okay. Got a new program going, so maybe it'll... Okay, but anyway, no. enough on stuff that somebody listening might try to steal, and you'll be you'll be handled in court by Harris and Harris. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what would you rate? What would you? What score would you give this movie, Daniel? Uh, probably about seven. That's funny. That's exactly what I put. <laughs> I love this movie to death, but you know, revisiting it like we do with this podcast, you know, it, it's still good. But there Enjoyable, is something about it that that keeps it in the eighties. There's other, I think a lot of I think the big thing we need to focus on too is like a lot of movies that we do watch. Um, they, you know, they don't look like they were, they could be they could have been made recently. They also, don't they don't date themselves with their look. One thing or the a, effects. A little bit different about this is I didn't watch this at all as a kid. Really? So I don't remember the first time I watched it exactly. I think it was, it was a teenager, but you know, for that to give me a seven and not have that nostalgia factor, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That's definitely awesome on your mm-hmm. scale. I remember being a kid. Like the first thing I'd want to do after I'd watch Teen Wolf was go outside and play basketball. <laughs> yeah. You want to want to play basketball. So, yeah, but uh, in the real world, again, this released August 23rd, 1985. Now, you'll notice between this week's real world and uh, this week's and next week's, this was a strange time in history because the movie we're doing next week released two weeks before this one. But, uh, again, this released on August 23rd, 1985. On August 22nd, British Air Tours Flight 28 or 28M, uh, the 737's left engine catches fire while on its takeoff. 55 people are killed while trying to evacuate the aircraft. That's air disaster number one. 
And then two days later, uh, three days later, on August 25th, wait, no, that's the wrong thing. Oh, wait, no, uh, there was another plane crash, but it had a prominent person on board, so excuse me. Uh, Samantha Smith, uh, she was a goodwill ambassador between the Soviet Union and the United States. Again, this is cold, height of the Cold War time period. Was writing a letter to uh, Yuri Andropov, I don't know who that is, sorry about that, about nuclear war, and eventually visiting the Soviet Union at his request. She died in, a, in the Bar Harbor Airlines Flight 1808 plane crash. So there you go. Uh, within three days, two fairly large air disasters. And then, again, next week... It continues because you know nowadays you don't, you know you might hear there might be a some you know some a plane crash maybe you know a big plane crash maybe once every other year or something you know nine eleven notwithstanding but uh, you know it's not too often where you get an air disaster but in, for this two week span they were fall, dropping like flies so yeah T- tune in next week for more <laughs> on this conspiracy theory shit sorry <laughs> that was loud. But anyway, Daniel, you ready for your sports? Sports rewind. All right. <clears throat> Team Wolf came out August twenty third, nineteen eighty five. Uh, about the best thing I saw was a birthday on August twenty third. He was probably born a little bit before this. I don't know the exact date of birth, but Kobe Bryant was born. Okay. Jeez. Now Kobe uh, shooting guard for the Lakers. Never think of him as younger than me. <laughs> no joke. All these millionaires like no. I, he is he is older than us, not by much. I don't I believe. He's at eighty five. No, the his, same day. The same day. Just a twenty. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he's. We could check his age, but he's probably. I don't care. Probably yeah, three or four years older than us. I would something say like so. that. Yeah. That makes more sense um, to me. Uh, he won three straight NBA championships with. Shaq from 2000 mm-hmm. 2002. Make sure you put that in there. It wasn't just him. Yeah, then two more, 2009-2010. Yeah, without Shaq, I believe. Yeah. He was MVP in 2008, and he's been on the All-Star a ton of times. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really kind of interesting about him is, not, I don't know if a lot of people know this, he was selected by the Charlotte Hornets, who eventually became the New Orleans Hornets. They picked him with the first pick, and then he got traded to the Lakers. Oh, wow. Didn't know if you knew that. And was this around re- the same time, you know, when uh, Charlotte had, uh, you know, Johnson and Mourning? And- I think it was close to that. No, yeah, 1996 draft. Um, he came straight out of high school. Um, also, he played a lot of his early. He lived in Europe for a while and played ball in Europe. Really? Before he finally moved back to the U.S. Interesting. Was it like one of those things where like an organization sends him over there just to... I didn't see any of that. He just said it, he spent part of his youth playing soccer and basketball in Italy. It must be nice to, you know, play play basketball in Rome. I'm not necessarily (laughs) sure if his dad was in some type of armed services. Mm. I I don't know. Well, I wonder if Teen Wolf is some sort of, you know, movie about Kobe. Kobe. You know, once he hit puberty, he became a basketball star. (laughs) And, you know, and it's all just a metaphor, you know. But, I mean, it's too, there's no coincidences in this world. You can argue that that Kobe was. Wait, what's Kobe's number? The wolf is 42. (laughs) I don't remember. What's. Find this out right now. Uh, if they eight, have the same number. No. Ah, uh, 24, 24 or eight. eight. Wait, 24 times 2. <laughs> 48. Minus 8 is 40. We did two steps to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah two. two. It's 42. Two different numbers. <laughs> yes. See, it's... That, see, and that's exactly the plot. That or stupid just, The Number 23 movie. Uh-huh. That's how ludicrous... Oh, 23 is in everything. Burr, 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 burr. Or, yeah, I mean, you, you could just start, say 24 is 42 backwards. Whoa. <laughs> 
Jesse, you're a genius. <laughs> you simplified it. See, look, that, there, look, he's even showing it. Like, yeah, Lakers 24, a.k.a. Beavers 42. <laughs> Bryant, but, but same B. Same color. Beavers, same, same color scheme. Oh, Bam. Logos in the same we, place. We blow, you know, uh, we blow theories out of the water we on blow. this show. <laughs> Sometimes, but not what I was talking about. Yeah, so there you yeah, go. 24 seems to be his favorite number. And like you well, said, you can look at. There's an early picture of him with hair, and he's number eight. So I think 24 was the latest number he's been. Ah, so. back in the day. There we go. And that was sports rewind. Uh, for the Back to the Future, I was gonna do Comic Con. I'm gonna do that next week because it's more relevant to the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but this week I'd like to talk to y'all about a movie that's getting that's in theaters. It's getting worldwide pra- or I know nationwide praise about, about how great it is. And how it's a movie for real Americans, and how you stand up and cheer at the end because it's so true. The Lego movie. And everything happened. Jesse, do you have to spoil <laughs> everything? Oh, I was just saying that as a joke. Well, it's it the is. Lego movie. That's what he's talking <laughs> about. Just kidding. Uh, I would like to just briefly, none, neither of y'all have a gun on you, do you? Nope. Just making sure. Because I'm going to talk about Lone Survivor. Oh. Have you seen Lone Survivor? Nope. Have you seen Lone Survivor, Jesse? Nope. talking about Okay. Now, I watched it the other day. By the other day, I mean a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hype for it. Like, oh, you're going to stand up and cheer. People I know, a couple of girls I work with went and saw and said, oh, it made me cry at the end, da-da-da, and it's so good. And certain theaters in Texas stopped playing every other movie and put Lone Survivor on every screen. And some dude was checking his email during the movie, and some dude fucking shot him because it was during this movie. You know, like, up there, this movie must be amazing. It must be phenomenal. No, I don't think I've ever given up my address on the show, so I, can, I think I can safely say this movie was fucking stupid. This was probably one of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen in my life. I didn't know you were going to say that. Oh, really? I didn't that was all sarcasm I was saying earlier. Huh? That was all sarcasm about like how great it is. Like the build up to revealing no, that you I were talking about Lego. I thought you were talking oh. about Lego. Oh no! And then you switched. Uh, okay, I thought you were going to discuss the Lego. Movie. Oh no! I wish I want to see that. Yeah, oh, it okay. looks phenomenal. But anyway, no, I still didn't expect you to not like this movie the oh. way you're talking right now. You're talking to like me saying Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I know. I mean, no, this movie is garbage. Okay, tell me why. I'm. I'm. Oh, let me start. <laughs> Okay. I want to hear now, about no, this. Okay, first of all, it I've starts off it starts off with actual footage of like Seal Camp. Okay. You know, the score for this music is done by Explosions in the Sky. I love their music. I love like their music. Uh, it starts off with real footage. I'm like, oh, okay, kind of setting the tone and like it's some good stuff. Like people ringing the bell, tapping out, so to speak, of uh, Seal Boot Camp, and then it gets to the then dramatization after big letters based on a true story. The only thing true about this story in the film is the fact that several people lost their lives and he's the only one that let lived. That's about where the truth ends. Now, I'm saying this because as I'm watching this movie and how ridiculous it gets, I'm looking shit up to like, okay, this could not have happened. Mm. Guess what? It didn't. Uh, The movie starts off with him being carried off of a helicopter like like he's injured, which he was, and then he flatlines. Never happened. He was in perfect, like not perfectly good health, but he was in good health because people cared about him in the end, which I'll get to. But uh, it's got, of course, Wahlberg. And it starts for the first like 20 minutes, they're hanging out at the barracks. And it's got uh, Emil Hirsch, whom I, I never liked him as an actor, but it's got the uh, dude to play Gambit, Taylor Kish, whatever his name is. I, like, I think he's a good actor. I like him. Uh, ben Foster, who's really good in this movie. 
but they all do. They all have, like. And you okay? It's called Lone Survivor. Mark Wahlberg's on the fucking poster. Guess who the Lone Survivor is? There's there's no doubting that everybody else is about to die. Okay. There's no like oh, they're gonna die. You know like oh man, he died. I, that shocked me. But uh, they do all this. They they do a lot of character development for the three other dudes in the squad. Mark Wahlberg's just like yeah, bro. Yeah, you ought to get your girl a horse. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool wallpaper, man. Like you don't you, you don't care about him. So your main character is has nothing going on except he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, yo, we're gonna do this. You know, he's he's, he's there's nothing behind him. But uh, anyway, so but the the basic the real life thing that happened was they're looking for this uh, their target in the, uh, Afghanistan, which in this movie looks suspiciously a lot like New Mexico and not Afghanistan. Now I've never been to Afghanistan. I but I don't know. I, every picture I've seen never had. You know, a lush mountainous green forest. Not saying it's not there. I'm just saying it just seemed kind of odd. I, I couldn't find any information as to whether or not you know if that if it really looks like that in Afghanistan. So uh, that kind of threw me for a loop. But anyway, again, I don't, I don't. That's the only thing I'm about to say that I don't know is true. But anyway, so the the real story goes according to the lone survivor guy, uh, whatever his name is, something Marcus Luttrell. You know, uh, they're like they're watching this enemy compound. And a group of goat herders like stumble upon them while they're they're hit they're they're like they discover them you know while they're hiding watching this guy. So then like there's this apparently there's a big debate between the four guys is like we should just kill him. No, we can't do that. We should just tie him up and leave. No, we should just let him go and abort the mission. Like which according to military protocol that's not supposed to happen. There's a lot of like stuff between some of the other uh, people who died's families as to whether or not that even happened. Like no, my son never would have done that. Blah blah blah. Because it's again. This entire story is based on the lone survivor's idea of what happened. And let me tell you, the the real guy from what I've seen in interviews on that, like he seems like a bullshitter to me. That's just my personal opinion. I don't, I do not discount his sacrifice and you know his his you know the other play, people that died. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Yeah, go ahead. This isn't based on a true story. You like it? No, I mean the real story is is very interesting. It no, would make, let's say this is a original oh, screenplay. No, I would like still hate movie? it. It would still okay. be stupid. I want to make sure. Uh, I'm just kind of getting into the story part, but <laughs> I'll get gotcha. to the reason that why it's ridiculous, regardless. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's even like the original story, like when the book came out in the after action report. There's a lot of stuff that didn't match up with some of the facts. So there's, to me, there's already a cloud over what this guy's saying happened. But in the movie. Now, granted, I don't expect Braveheart. Braveheart didn't really happen like it did in the movie. But you know what? It happened 500 fucking years ago. So, you know, I can take the dramatic license. This is an actual story with people, you know, whose families are still living. They made their sacrifice while we're alive. There is a good story there. But this movie over-dramatizes it so much that it's, it's ridiculous. Basically, this movie involves them running from the guys. They let the guys go. They run back to the village and they abort their mission. They're trying... And, it just—it really amazes me, and this is a fact too. This is ridiculous that our military can't communicate with our people in the field, because the whole time they're they're trying to tell people their report back to their base what's going on. They let them go; they're aborting the mission. They need to evac. Blah, blah blah. They keep getting scratchy signals, you know. Which I don't know why, you know, our military can't have equipment that works in the field. But you know, anyway. So they're being pursued, and after that part, it pretty much boils down to each of the guys getting shot in every limb once or twice, still running and walking, and falling down mountains repeatedly. <laughs> like I, I, I'm not even joking. They fall down like two or three different mountains, like at different times. Like just, and it's brutal. Like it's, ugh, it's not just you know, it's not like the Princess Bride where they're like rolling down a hill and like, oh, 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 you know, you'd be a little sore when you get up. They are like banging in the trees, bouncing off rocks. Like they should be dead. 
uh, now granted, did some of that, like uh, based on the after action report, a lot, some of that did happen, but the movie makes it so over the top, it's just ridiculous. So instantly, as a viewer, I'm taken out of it like this is, this is so much Hollywood fluff. This whole movie is Hollywood patriotism. There's a really good story here, and then it's blown out of proportion. It's like saying, you know, if, if, it's like if you took uh, – somebody was making a movie about 9-11 and the end product's Independence Day. That's what this movie's like. It's so far fetched. And then, like, I hear all these people saying, oh, it's the most accurate depiction of war I've ever seen. Have you seen Private Ryan? Have you seen Black Hawk Down? You know, and, like, and uh, the perfect example I, I like to bring up when I'm talking about this movie is look at Black Hawk Down, also based on an actual story, but much more attention to detail for the facts of what happened and what is the actual truth as put on screen. Not that everything in it's real, but this movie is just – I don't understand why people flock to this movie but then don't go see stuff like, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, some of the best – like Dallas Buyers Club or uh, – you know, Twelve Years a Slave, or you know, other movies just, that are that are the movies are good. I didn't know if you a lot of your beef with this film was for the fact that it was sold as a true story and wasn't. Everything was fic- pretty much fictitious, and I was that's why I asked the question mm-hmm. if it was a, a original screenplay and you had no idea what was going to happen. Would you like it more? No, because it's 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 ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's 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 again like the the movie itself is just over the top. It's like a Rambo movie, but they're saying it's based on a true story. It is based on a true story. Actually, this one is more inspired by a true story. Like, okay. this dude is a lone survivor from a situation, and this is what happened. So now we're going to blow it out of proportion. That that helps sell a little bit, though, when you say something's based on a true oh, I mean, story. Exa- I mean, exactly. I mean, it's making money. That is yeah. why it's making money. <clears throat> uh, Midiville horror. Yeah. Amityville horror is based on a true story. Yeah, I mean, that, that is true. You know, and they, they, every time they remake the damn thing yeah. or make a sequel, still based on a true story. Because yeah. they can, Hollywood can do that. But I will say this Eric Bain is in this movie, so underused as an actor, great actor. But Ben Foster is the best actor in this film. Like his character, like what I want. What else wanted, is he in? Uh, he was in like 30 Days a Night. He was in 310 to, He was the main villain or the, the, the lackey in 310 to Yuma. God. Like the main one that was. Uh, can you click on him? That wouldn't listen to Russell Crowe. Who am I clicking on? Ben, ben Foster. Foster. He was recently in, uh, oh, he was I think, the, the angel in uh, X Men, the third one. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's in Pandora. Pandora was good. Damn. He's like the one that uh, Bale kills at the very end. Like when they're, like, uh, he, I think he, I, I think he shoots him so hard he goes through the fence. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, him in this movie, like I wanted him to live, of course. But <laughs> you know he's not. But his character was so well developed, and he was a, he was fantastic in this film. And I've never really liked him too much until this movie. So that's the one good thing I could say about this movie. He was very real, and his portrayal of the character from what I read too was very factual, based upon what other people, how the real guy was. Uh, so hats off to him on that. But uh, now, technically, for this movie, it looks like it was, and it was actually kind of shot pretty cheap. Like it wasn't, uh, like it wasn't a full fledged studio film, so to speak. Like with you know big sets and all this kind of stuff. Uh, there's this. It all looks almost handy. Uh, you know, cameras on a mountain, people running around. You know, yeah. kind of low. You know, not we're not talking big film cameras here, but then there's this one part where I swear it, it's like watching uh, it's like watching Teen Wolf, and then all of a sudden there's a scene from Avatar put in. <laughs> it, it's just like what, and it's the most over dramatic scene I've ever seen in a movie. Like I, I want to watch this just because of you. I mean, I, and <laughs> you're selling it, man. And again, a lot of people, I, I I truly don't understand why people just look at this movie and just stand up and cheer. It's so it's it's fake. If you don't believe me and you want to shoot me like that dude that did in the theater, at least look up, <laughs> look 
Google search and look at the real stuff. Like the real factual stuff behind this movie, 90% of the movie that you're watching is not is totally blown out of proportion. But now let me. Uh, but but you, you like you know I'm just saying you like sunshine, which has nothing to do with the truth. It, I know, but I know. I, but, I just don't want you to not like this movie. Tell people not to watch this movie because it's fictitious. No, I'm saying watch yeah. it if you want, but please understand that yeah. this is complete. <laughs> this that these people did not fall down yeah. three different mountains and walk <laughs> off. Yeah. That, and believe believe me, when you watch that scene, you're gonna laugh. I mean, they're like uh, slamming into trees at ninety miles an hour. Like, ugh, it's it's brutal. Like, I'm, I'm me and Autumn are watching. I'm like, good god, I guess they all die falling down the mountain. Oh, and the scene where they fall down the mountain is like so. It's like Ninja Turtles. It's like they're all standing, like looking down, like we gotta jump. No, we can't jump. We gotta jump. No, we can't. And then a grenade goes off right behind them. And there's there's the typical shot, a little bit lower than the mountain, looking up. They're all looking right at the camera. Big explosion behind them. They're all like. Ah! <laughs> it's just it's and, and by the way the guy that directed it is the guy that directed Battleship game set match <laughs> I guess Battleship was based on the Battle of Midway from World War II <laughs> you know and again now now let me I want to stress the fact that the actual story is really like the true story the factual story is still a great story let me wrap it up real quick it ends up uh, oh, oh, oh let me tell you this great scene with Marky Mark But it doesn't erase it, right? Well, well, actually, it's still going. The timer's about for some reason. We're running long. You want to save it? I'm good. No. Okay. But anyway, I'll cut out that little break. Cool. But uh, there's this scene where, of course, after falling down two mountains and getting shot repeatedly, Marky Mark has his tibia sticking out through his leg. So, being the man that he is, he takes his thumb pushes his tibia back into place and then starts walking with the smallest limp ever. He didn't ever. have any duct tape? No. Well. And by the way, in, and let me tell you the real the, the actual fact of that, the real guy was actually paralyzed from the waist down from a mm. from falling into the bullet or, you know, injuries. He literally he didn't walk, he crawled. Yeah. Which to me is that makes it better like he want, you know, he's trying to survive so much that he's going to crawl as far as he can until he dies or they catch him. You know what I'm saying? Not let me push this bone back in and start limping off no but uh the real guy the reason that he survived was because a local uh i guess shepherd would be the best way to put it uh found him and in that in their their religion or their their culture you when someone comes to you and help or you find somebody in need of help you protect that person no matter who's chasing like it is part of like their honor system their code that you look after this person like they're your own and the Taliban like, really did come to the village like and like you know like legal. and he's like no this is this is our custom you can't do this, but in the movie, they attack the village in the end this big dramatic shootout which never happened, you know they almost behead they the Taliban comes and drags out Mark Wahlberg and is about to behead him never happened, uh, Mark Wahlberg kills a kills a dude with a knife while his le- while he, after he pulls shrapnel out of his leg again, never happened. So my beef with this. Oh, and by the way, when you watch this movie, pay attention how many times, how many shots with a sunset in it. It will. Some dude's talking like in a typical scene. You know, like two people are talking. It's looking at one of them and it goes to the other. I swear to God, there's a couple of times where the sun's setting behind each of them, yet they're facing each other. There is a sunset in practically every shot in this film. This film, like, oh, and the re- screwed your mom or something. <laughs> You're just like no, so against it, it. It's funny to me. It's what it's just to me. It's it's ridiculous because. This is getting so much praise. Which I like when you get on rants. It's, it's getting, funny. like, you know, 
no one's saying best picture, but I mean, again, yeah. it's it's Glenn Beck and all these people. This is I've been in war and this is the greatest thing ever. Like bullshit, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, my, uh, but anyway, let me let me wrap up. Aaron Rodgers and Lone Survivor. <laughs> Good God, if he was in this movie, that's the only thing that would make me hate it more. No, but uh, in the the the, the best part of the film is when it, a, it, the 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 Hollywood credits. part's over and it gets to the credits. <laughs> the credits show the real people and they're like, and uh, it's actually done. Uh, with a, a Peter Gabriel covering David Bowie's Heroes. And it's like really good. Like it's a good cover and it really fits and like it's showing the people with their wives and everything, you, know, you know, all the real people. Great moment. That's the best part of the film. But everything between the real footage in the beginning and the real footage at the credits is absolute Hollywood garbage patriotism. It's take that to the most bank. of it. Just, most of it didn't happen, and I, I know people out there listening are like, "Oh, well, you're fucking idiot! Like you're un-American or whatever. Like whatever, dude. Go look at the real. Fo- go look up the real facts, and then you know that's all I'm saying is the movie is is way too exaggerating. Cool Runnings, for example. I want to blow your mind. They didn't really care. They didn't really you know everybody didn't stand up and cheer, but they still uh, drug their sled to the finish. You know, they pushed it out of the mm-hmm. way. You know it wasn't as dramatic as the movie, but they you know they still finished the race. Yeah. You know Rudy it wasn't quite as dramatic as the movie. But it didn't take everything that makes this true story so interesting and incredible and blow it all out of proportion. You know, it's like saying, yeah, I caught a fish once, and then I make a movie about it, and it's Jaws. Nah. You know, so. <laughs> is this the theme or something? Or it's... This is the credits. Oh, the... It's, I mean, it's, and the thing is, I w- instead of the money they spent on the movie, they should have made a really good documentary narrated by Mark Wahlberg. Or better yet, narrated by Ben Foster, because he's a way better actor than Mark Wahlberg. 120 million. You know, you know, then he crawled, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, the real guy crawled, but I would have pushed my bone back in my leg and started walking. I mean, that's what I'd do. I was a dude from New Orleans. It was Jacques Fontaine. Basically, but to sum up and to move on, because I'm tired of talking about this crap, is that if you like the movie, by all means, like the movie, but please just understand that a lot of what you saw did not happen that way. Look up the real story. That's all I want to say, because... I was I went I did go into this movie hope I wanted to stand up and cheer I wanted it to be like a Rudy or a Rocky or a Cool Runnings to where like you know you're just so happy it's such a good feeling movie nah bruh but you, again you don't think if you would have not had your phone on you or anything you would have liked it more no I mean I, the reason I, I this like I said where you were when checking they, facts and when everything. they started no it was it's because it's done so ridiculous oh. like it's just like no way oh look sunset bam. <laughs> oh, and then uh, the real story took place over five days. And then uh, I was reading online, was saying, and the movie cuts it down to three. I'm thinking, like, that's like some bullshit because they've been in a firefight since, you know, midway, you know, the end of the first act all the way to the end of the movie. And, like, a day hasn't passed until, like, near the end. So, uh, but uh, look into the real story. Uh, those men that died deserve our utmost respect. Yeah. But the people who took this story and tried to, like, make it something it's not deserve not to make movies anymore. <laughs> So, but end of end of rant for that. But uh, let us know your thoughts. Asiavisit at gmail.com. Death threats to me. You know, that's not what the movie's about, but if you're going to send some. Wait, what is this saying? That's what he's acting in. Peter Berg is acting. No, he, oh, is, recognize no, him? Why, is, no why is he on collateral? Because I want to know what he did for that movie. It's probably an Because Michael right? Mann he's directed it. He's an actor. It. I just saw it go back up. Go back yeah, up. I recognize him from, uh, wasn't he in Corky Romano, the brother? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, he was. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, this is the Collateral dude directing Richard. these movies. Yeah, I thought so, I recognized him. But yeah, that's all I got. But uh, 
if you want to uh, get the real book, I forget the, the I think the book's called Lone Survivor. If you want to read, you know, his firsthand account, you know, but then also go look at the facts because some of the enemy numbers are a little inflated in his book. Uh, you can go to you can go to, uh, awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, go right to Amazon, order whatever you want. Preferably, you order a copy of Teen Wolf on Blu-ray, uh, not uh, this, but uh, you know, whatever you want. It gives us a little kickback and costs you nothing extra. You just do nothing but help to hear sometimes my hatred-fueled rants on certain things that a lot of people like because I'm so nonconformist. <laughs> uh, nonconformist. But yeah, don't forget there's our uh, 80s revisit at gmail.com if you got emails, questions, death threats, all that kind of fun stuff we like to hear. But don't forget to, there's, I keep saying don't forget to, that's my words of the day. Don't uh, forget. But there are other podcasts on the Awesome Podcast Network because it's awesomepods.com, not awesome pod. So don't forget about, there it is again, Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, the Just Essentially Podcast, which had a new episode recently. Uh, why don't you know this in Republic City Report, which I guess Republic City Report's over until the next the, season. The next season. Yeah. yeah, so you Legend of Core fans, I assume Tim will, be, seasonal. Tim will be back whenever it comes back on. So, But tune in next week, everybody, as we cover the one that Daniel suggested in one of the greatest movies of the 80s and of all time. Pee-wee's Big Adventure! <laughs> that was Pee-wee! A, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Until next time, I am Trey Harris. <laughs> Daniel San Angelo. Jesse Sanjali. Coward, don't watch Don't Survive a Bunga. That's good. This show and more on Facebook.com slash AwesomePods. And follow us on Twitter at AwesomePods.